welcome to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 35 and I'm Cat Wonders. And it is December 17th. So I'm wearing Christmas jammies. <laughs> so I like to buy a pair of Christmas pajamas every year to wear on to wear on <laughs> on Christmas Eve. I almost said New Year's Eve. And this is them. Look. I'm wearing leggings underneath because uh, I'm a little chilly. <laughs> I don't know if it's because like the combination combination of makeup and talking, it makes me phlegmy and it's really annoying. And my editor has to edit all that out. All the, <coughs> um, not much coughing typically, but I'm like fumbling my words like crazy. I've been doing it since this morning. So <laughs> apologies in advance. And to be honest, I'm actually getting a little hot at this point. So I might take the leggings off and come back. But as of right now, I'm doing good. So episode 35, any number like a rounded 10 or a half, <laughs> like 20 was a good one, 25, 30, 35. And it's crazy to think that I'll be doing 52 podcasts a year. Like that's wild. I can't imagine people that do more than one per week. And I don't even have people to interview. <laughs> it's just me talking. At this point, I do have a goal in mind for, you know, having maybe a co-host or interviewing someone but it's really tough i don't live in los angeles and like people live all around me i'm kind of tucked away in the rocky mountains in canada so just a quick note if you are listening to this podcast there is a video version on youtube and you should check it out you can see my christmas jammies and watch me make this really lovely sounding cocktail <laughs> so it's time for concoctail my light stand is working again which is good news and today's cocktail king cocktail is called granny's eggnog and that's right everyone granny's eggnog this is the eggnog that looks like eggnog but it's a little extra naughty i went to buy eggnog at the grocery store and there must be some sort of shortage because there was none <laughs> and i was like crap i could have gone to the other grocery store but i didn't because i'm lazy and also because i found this Holiday nog. Oh, sorry, Coco nog. That's actually the French side. I thought <laughs> holiday nog, coconut. But I like Coco nog better. Why did the French get to call it Coco nog, huh? Uh, so this is basically a made of coconut water. Let's see what the ingredients are. Coconut base, cane sugar, sea salt, guar gum, nutmeg, xanthan gum, and natto extract for color and natural flavors. So this is, uh, this is already down to here. I've been putting it in my coffee. So let me just read the ingredients out to you. Uh, did you hear my shoulder crack? <laughs> so granny's eggnog, one ounce of amaretto, one ounce of vodka, two ounces of eggnog, nutmeg, cinnamon, and a cinnamon stick. And I also have a special candy stick. I want to apologize quickly in advance for my hair. I did my hair yesterday because I filmed yesterday too. And um, usually before I go to bed, I'll brush it out, put it up in like kind of a soft bun. And then when I wake up in the morning, I just pull out the little pick and then my hair looks great. I forgot to do that. And apparently I don't know what happened, but all I know is that I had to fix the ends. They're a little bit wonky and um, it looks decent, a lot better <laughs> than it did. But if you see something strange happening, it was, my pillow, I promise. Okay, so I'm gonna be truthful. I bought this the other day <laughs> and there's something about amaretto that I freaking love. I love a little shot glass to sip on in the hot tub when I'm watching my shows, when I'm cooking and in my coffee. <laughs> so that's been probably five days, just being honest. So we got our amaretto, our cocoa nog. I'm just gonna leave it that side. And okay, I don't have vodka. I have no vodka. Actually, that's not true. The vodka that I have is lemon flavor and that will not, that will not work for this. So I decided to substitute bourbon because you know what? This is actually really nice for sipping. Also nice in the hot tub or like when you're cold from skiing, something about bourbon just heats you up from the inside. I brought some paper towels. <laughs> uh, my handy dandy glass. I've got some cinnamon that I just refilled and some nutmeg, a couple cinnamon sticks that I'll just go ahead and get a head start on that. Okay, I was really hoping that this was banana flavor. If, <laughs> if I don't blind myself, I'll be able to read what it says. Pina colada flavored. This could be good in there. 
but maybe not. I feel like I'm just gonna have to taste it and then taste that, swish it around in my mouth and see how, how it works. But it's kind of like the last drink that I made, um, whatever it was called, I don't remember, but I put the watermelon flavored candy stick in there and man, it just really added something. Um, it'll make it harder for you to kind of copy the exact recipe because I'm not sure if you can find these Jillian candy sticks, but I believe where are they made? Manufactured by Quality Candy Company in Henderson, Nevada. Product of Mexico. So I don't get it. What does it mean? Okay, I've always wondered, cause it's kind of like when you try to find where something's made, it's like manufactured by Quality Candy Company, Henderson, Nevada, product of Mexico. So what's, where, where is it from? <laughs> because if it's manufactured in the States, does that mean that it's packaged? It's probably just, it's made in Mexico, like the candy, and then it's shipped to Nevada, packaged. I think that's what's going on. The ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you care. Um, pure cane sugar, corn syrup, color added, just color added, <laughs> artificial flavor, and yellow number five. So this will take about, I don't know, three hours off my life probably, but you know what? What am I gonna do? Not have yellow number five? I'm sure it's in this and probably, probably this. I don't know, <laughs> maybe not. Okay, so I'm gonna take a few cubes out of my martini shaker or my cocktail shaker. And then, this is fresh ice so there's no melted water in there. I'm going to eyeball, so I love amaretto. So I might do two ounces of amaretto and then one ounce of the, this, the bourbon. <laughs> the Belite bourbon, by the way, this comes in a beautiful like sack. Okay, one. Oh my God, look at it now. And then we'll do one ounce of this. Oh, this smells so good. Oops, there, there doesn't seem to be any room for um, the eggnog. Okay, I'm gonna put a little bit of cinnamon in. Jesus Christ. Oh God, that was too much. And some nutmeg. <laughs> nutmeg goes a long way. That's cinnamon, whatever. We're just gonna roll with it. Can you even see what I'm doing? Yes, good. All right, time to whip out the paper towel. That's cinnamon on my pants. <laughs> Whole new meaning to fire crotch. <laughs> All right, and let's add our coconog. It says to add two ounces of eggnog, but who the hell? About, I don't know, half a cup. I have like a, almost like a canker sore or something on the inside of my cheek. And I keep feeling like I've got like a piece of food in my mouth. So I'm like always. All right, let's shake this puppy up. It's gonna be so cinnamony. I know, but it might be delicious like that. It's the color of cinnamon. <laughs> That's how much cinnamon I put in there, you guys. Ooh, okay. Oh, I was a little short. I could add a bit more amaretto in there. So that is not the color I was expecting. I thought it would be more creamy. To be honest, I drink my eggnog, eggnog mixed with milk. Some people just drink it straight. So that's why. I should probably have a bit of milk in there, but I don't. Kind of looks like, I don't know. What does that look like? Dirt water? <laughs> Um, okay, this is Granny's eggnog. What else is brown and associated with Granny's? This might be Granny's dirt nog. I don't know. All right, let's try it. Mm -hmm. oh, this is what Santa's drinking on Christmas Eve, for sure. This is good. To be honest, I don't really taste a lot of cinnamon, but I do taste a lot of amaretto. It's pretty boozy, so it might get a little bit crazy here. I have to taste this pina colada candy stick because that's not going in there. It's very pineapple, very pineapple-y. To be honest, it's kind of bland. Am I gonna get it out of this packaging if I put it back in there? No, I won't. That's, that was a dumb idea. Oh, I won't. Maybe it's a... I know what it is. Popeye cigarettes. That's exactly what this tastes like with a bit more pineapple, but do you know when you like taste certain ingredients? I love candy, by the way. 
um, that remind you of something else. So I realized I was eating East Indian food. I was having curry chicken, really spicy curry chicken, delicious. The cardamom tasted like Fruit Loops. <laughs> and I think that's the secret ingredient in Fruit Loops. If you've ever had them, and if you haven't, I don't know where you've been your whole life. So it's kind of like, oh, you figure it out. But I wonder like, if you think about Popeye cigarettes, you know, like the little package of candy cigarettes with Popeye on the front. They're now they're called candy sticks. <laughs> they used to have a red tip even, uh, which they don't anymore, but they've got a very unique flavor. Like you can't put it on anything. It's not banana flavored. It's not strawberry or cherry. It's kind of like interesting. Maybe it was like booze and cigarettes all in one candy for children. <laughs> hey, let's mix uh, cigarettes with pina colada flavor. If you guys can get access to this, it's actually really good. I said it's kind of bland because I was trying to think of pina colada. It doesn't really taste like pina colada. But bite into one of these and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So there's obviously some sort of similar ingredient. Maybe it's just yellow number five. <laughs> All right. So my week, let me just say, we had another power outage, another two day power outage. <laughs> this happened not too long ago. And uh, luckily it was kind of over a period of time. The first time it happened was over a period of time where I didn't have to film. This last one was over like a couple days that I had planned to work. But of course, with no power and no lights, no no microphone, no nothing, that wasn't going to happen. But I was able to kind of push it until Saturday when the power finally came back on. So, God, phlegm. <laughs> Hold on. Mm. Oh, so good. So when my power goes out, uh, I don't have a backup generator. I have a small generator, uh, which I use to power my Wi-Fi and my television. <laughs> So that I could like snuggle up and watch Netflix still. But I have no running water, no heat. And uh, luckily my house is pretty efficient. Um, but I felt bad for people that lived in town. Some people live in trailers. Some people live in really old homes that are very poorly insulated. And uh, it got cold really quick and it happened to be about minus 15 degrees Celsius when this happened. And I think up to minus 18 at night. So people were kind of in trouble and it was shitty. People were also being extremely kind and opening up their homes to people that needed to warm up, take a shower, flush the toilet. See, I can flush the toilet, but I only have a few flushes. So then I just wind up going to all the bathrooms in my house and then filling them up. <laughs> and uh, and then flushing when the power comes back on. You can also take like a bucket of water and like dump it down too, but still, it was annoying. And losing power in the winter time is just like next level. <laughs> <laughs> when there's this much snow on the ground and it's blowing sideways, snowing, you don't know when the power's gonna come back on and you know, hydro doesn't really, cause you can go online and like find out what the problem is, the diagnosis and the time that they think the power will come back on, but that's always lies. <laughs> there's never information. And they say like the first time that uh, they made an update about the power outage, they were like, so I think it was about 6.30 PM when it went out and uh, I was cooking something on the stove and I have an induction stove. So of course couldn't do that anymore. Uh, I happened to finish it on the barbecue. So that worked out okay, but 6.30 it went out. And then about eight o'clock, they came up with a time, a, a potential time that the power might come back on nine in the morning. I know that they're not really ever truthful about the time because they don't want to induce like mass panic. Okay. So if, if they were like, we have to fly a part in from somewhere in the States, it's going to take three days. Um, people would lose it. They'd start to freaking run around. They start to cut their trees down in their yard to try to burn in their stove to heat You know what I mean? So they're, they kind of just trickle out times. And so when I knew it was like from 6.30 to nine, that's a huge gap. And I knew I was like, this is gonna be a three day outage. I was wrong. Thank God it was two and a half days, but holy crap, this is 2021. It's almost 2022. <laughs> what the hell? It's also my fault for not having like a backup generator. What the? This thing is pissing me off. It's like a little disco underneath my glass here. Uh, anyway, I'm already feeling this. Okay, another thing I noticed too, cause I was having some eggnog in my coffee and a little bit of amaretto. Like this is kind of like around four o'clock. This cocoa nog seems to sort of curdle a little bit. So I don't know if it's the ice. I'm sure it's not the booze cause it's not like milk curdling. I think it's just when it's cold, it kind of gets chunky. Uh, anyway, okay, so power's back on, all's good. Finish filming, blah, blah, blah. Happy, happy, joy, joy. And also, because of the couple power outages that I've had and hopefully no more this winter, but I, that's very unlikely. I think we're probably gonna have at least five or six more. Um, I ordered a generator, but I won't be here until March. 
but at least for next year, I'll be prepared. Oh, I don't know what it is. Never am, if I'm out at a bar somewhere and, and, and a bartender serves me a drink and it's really good. I never, I'm never like this. Oh yeah. Oh, so good. I love it. But if I make it myself, then I, I way over exaggerate how good it is. And it's truthful. Like I'm really enjoying it, but I think it's, it's different when somebody else makes me a drink, unless it's like my sister and she's like, oh my God, I'm going to make you something right now. You have to try this. Then I'd be like, oh, every step. Yes, I love it. But really, it's just because I made it. <laughs> it makes it so much better. So I did go over the top with some of my um, dolly dress up today. <laughs> I've got uh, a necklace that says pretty girl. And it's not because... So first of all, I bought the necklace because I like the way it looked, not because of what it said. It could have said like, it could have said bitch, please. And I still bought it. It says pretty girl. And then, but when I was looking at it, I didn't, it didn't associate with like, I'm a pretty girl. It was like a parrot when you, when you're like telling the parrot, pretty girl, pretty girl, you know, from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> the blind kid that's petting the bird with his head taped back on. And he's saying pretty girl. So when I saw pretty girl in my head, it was like, I'm like that kid saying pretty girl to a parent anyway so i don't mean to <laughs> i'm not conceited i just like the necklace and that's what i associated it with initially but i can understand how it looks <laughs> and then um this other necklace which i bought as well because it kind of looked like a candy necklace is a bunch of crosses and i was like oh See, I try to avoid <laughs> um, Dolls Kill, a website that I buy a lot of my stuff from. All of my sugar thrills comes from there. They do a lot of like demonic stuff too. And they, there's even a brand that they create called Demo Demonia. And um, upside down crosses, crucifixes, devils, this kind of thing. And even though I'm not like, I shouldn't say, so I'm not like uber religious. I believe in God slash the universe, whatever you want to call it. I was raised Catholic, but not, we weren't going to church all the time. I went to Catholic school and I just don't want to wear anything demonic and like no crucifixes, even just a regular crucifix, like not upside down or like, a, you know, what is it called? Uh, pentagrams and things like that. So I didn't realize these were crosses. And I think if I had known that, then I might not have bought it. And not because I don't respect it or whatever. It's because I do respect it. And I'm not trying to be like, I'm wearing rainbow crucifixes around my neck. And that nobody's offended. Just saying. I didn't really re realize it at the time. And I'm just conscious about that kind of thing. There is one thing that I won't have in my house as well. And that's a Ouija board. And you, I might have brought that up in a podcast before. Yeah, I don't do the Ouija board. I think I did... I don't know if I've ever actually owned one. I think actually somebody bought one for me as a gift one time because they knew I was kind of into like the the ghost realm and kind of like after what happens after you die and that kind of thing. So I think I got, and I was like, oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, you keep it. <laughs> Thanks for the thought. But, and we kind of chuckled about it. But if there's a chance that these types of things are a bit of a portal for negativity and bad spirits to come into my house. I don't want it. Because I know if I watch a horror film and I start to get really spooked and scared, then I'm like, my fear is almost a portal for things to start happening. And it's not just because I'm scared, but it, it's happened before. And I think I've told the story before with my sister being over watching a scary movie and uh, we were watching Paranormal Activity. <laughs> I think it was Paranormal Activity one or two. I, th I think it was the first one. So I'm like degreasing my face. Um, anyway, long story short, she was visiting and we were watching this movie together and uh, it was pretty creepy. And, but we were enjoying it. And it's really important to watch a scary movie with somebody that can be quiet and like appreciate the movie as well. Not somebody who's a skeptic. And it's like, that's so stupid. Oh my God, did you see that? I saw the mic boom, like come to, you know, <laughs> um, somebody who will ruin the movie for you. Uh, but anyway, we were enjoying it and we were freaked out. And I think there was a point where my sister was gonna use the bathroom. She was like, I'm just gonna talk to you as I walk over here. <laughs> I guess it was, we were spooked. And then she comes back and we're watching the movie further and her car alarm starts going off outside. And uh, this is not something her car just does. Like she wasn't like, oh shit, yeah, my car does it sometimes. Well, we thought, well, maybe um, my dog, I had a Jack Russell at the time, like a little wire hair, long-legged Jack Russell named Spike. And I was like, oh, it's probably Spike. Um, just like, I don't know, was chasing a squirrel. And I don't know, jumped off your car or something. And so we go out there, turns the car alarm off. And we're like, that was so weird because we already creeped out. So we're like, oh my God, that's so strange. Like we couldn't find any evidence of any type of thing that would set your car alarm off. So then um, we go back inside and turn the movie back on, keep watching it. 
her car alarm goes off again. And this time we're like, somebody's effing with us. Like, is there someone outside that knows, <laughs> you know? And then I think, I don't know, it was just kind of crazy. And then later on that evening, for some reason, you know, I lived in a house before this one. It was built kind of in the 80s. And uh, so there was this one part of the pipes in the wall. So the bathrooms were stacked. So the bathroom upstairs and the bathroom downstairs were right above each other. So the pipes would kind of rattle the odd time if the toilet upstairs flushed. So we were kind of like sitting there and suddenly the pipes started rattling as if somebody had flushed the toilet upstairs. And I was like, whoa, first I thought the toilet flushed. And then I was like, oh, it didn't flush. It was just the pipes rattling. What the hell? So we, we finished the movie. My sis, my spare bedroom was in the basement, literally three o'clock in the morning, knocking on my door. Can I sleep with you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, come on. So then we spent the night together because we were so scared. But it was sort of like, if we hadn't been so scared, would we have invited all this other stuff to happen? Did we create it by being afraid? Was that the portal? Or were demons like, oh, these guys are watching paranormal activity. Like, let's get them. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> bit of a tangent, but uh, just had to share that. Another thing is uh, mail. No mail. <laughs> Love it not i'm waiting for there's actually a few sponsorships that i'm doing coming up but i need product to be able to do the sponsorship i don't know when it's going to arrive and i feel like the people that are sponsoring me are kind of going like do 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 we're revoking our sponsorship <laughs> uh sorry i just removed my hair elastic from around my wrist cutting off my circulation uh, so anyway, I've, I've explained to them. I'm like, by the way, obviously, I mean, there's shipping delays regardless, just because of everything else that's going on in the world, uh, let alone strange like highway disasters and storms and all sorts of stuff. So, but hey, we're surviving. Apparently eggnog, we can't get eggnog, eggnog either. So that's not true. <laughs> I think there is probably some of the other grocery store. Okay, I just want to bring this up. It's so random and like totally, I don't even really know what I'm talking about, but Nicolas Cage, I just was browsing on Apple TV and I see that he's in some new movie that's coming out. He's all like dirty. It looks like a Rambo type movie. I don't know if he's holding rifles or whatever. This thing might die again. I don't care. Whatever. I don't even... What the hell? Do you think... Okay. Interesting. I think I'm diagnosing the problem. I think it's moisture. Whatever, we're just gonna make it a little disco party under there. I don't care. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, Nicolas Cage. So he used to be a huge actor. I mean, he still is. Like if you saw Nicolas Cage at a restaurant eating something, you'd be like, oh my God, it's Nicolas Cage. It's, he's one of the biggest actors ever. But I don't know what's going on with his career. <laughs> or his opportunities, I'm not sure, but I've seen a few movies lately that have him in it that you're like, oh, Nick Cage is in it, like it's gonna be good. Wrong, they're terrible and he freaking sucks. <laughs> Nicholas, um, I'm sorry, but this is how I feel and we don't know each other, but if you're watching this for some strange reason, you gotta pull up your socks, boy. I just, I don't know what's going on. I think he like took on some pretty bad roles early on, whether he was desperate for cash or something. I don't know. Maybe he had a cocaine problem and like had to pay his bills. But he, for real, like has been in some really terrible movies and it's like, it he, they just keep coming out. And it's like, oh my God, he's in another one. <laughs> and I'm really curious to see this latest one to see if it's as bad as the rest. But I, I almost feel like that's why people keep watching the movies, not even because he's in them, but because of how bad his ones have been lately that they're like, how much worse can it get because it just keeps getting worse and um when he plays a certain type of character he's a really good actor like kind of a psychopath you know like when he was in face off with whatever the hell the other guy's name is john travolta <laughs> great because he could kind of be psycho you know what i mean but when he's playing like kind of a badass character where he's trying to be suave and sort of i don't know play some sort of i don't know <laughs> i'm trying to think of like an actor that's 
maybe like a 007 type-esque character, it's bad. The lines he delivers are bad. And you know what? You might have a totally different opinion about Nick Cage. I don't mind him. I mean, I would ask for his autograph. I don't know if I'm one of those people though, I feel like. Never really seen a real celebrity in the airport or something where you'd uh, ask for like an autograph or something. I don't know if I'd have the guts to do that, but anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up and wonder if you guys have noticed that as well or if you have a different opinion, let me know. I just released a photo on, in not Instagram, um, OnlyFans and it's a nude photo, but I'm not gonna give away any more than that. Tasteful. It's of me in my bed in the morning and the sun's coming through and it's kind of like, Anyway, people are losing their freaking minds. <laughs> I keep getting emails. Email after email. And then, like I said, my OnlyFans, I feel like it's my phone is about to start smoking. Anyway. Okay. What is something that you got away with as a child that your family still doesn't know about? This is a funny question because I feel like every one of us has something that we never got caught for when we were little that we could now tell our parents. Some of us still won't. <laughs> Some of us still won't tell our parents. For me, the one thing that I could kind of come up with, and I didn't really sit and ponder for a long time about this, because I'm sure later on I'll be like, oh, and then there was this and this. And this is really bad. I shouldn't say really bad, but it, we were lucky. So when I was 14, I would go and spend the night over at my friend Jody's house. And she had really wealthy parents, lived in a great big house, like not far from where I lived, but we, we didn't live, we didn't have a lot of money. We weren't living in some big lavish house. Basically, I'd go over there for a sleepover. And as far as my mom knew, it was just a sleepover. And I'd see her the next day. Well, one night, cause she had a hot tub in her basement and she had like, she lived on the golf course and she just had a really nice place and freaking the food she had in her pantry was like we could have whatever we wanted she had an older sister who was really cool i'll never forget her having like really really long eyelashes and she'd always say do you think my eyelashes are real or fake and like she'd forget every time that she'd asked me that before <laughs> like she'd ask me every time and i'd be like oh they look fake because i knew after a while i knew what she was getting at i was like no they're real they're my eyelashes anyway <laughs> so we i go over there for sleepover best time ever and uh, uh, she said one time, hey, there's a party downtown. Uh, my sister's going to, do you want to come? Like, should we, do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, I was 14. And we looked older. Like I also looked probably 16 when I was 14, being a bit taller and maybe more mature. I kind of had like a business chic style. <laughs> my sister likes to call it. Anyway, so I'm like, thrilled and I'm thinking wow we're gonna go to a party and of course you I grew up watching Clueless that was my jam and, and of course you know there's house parties and all these movies you imagine these house parties and so I thought we were gonna go with her sister and I think that was the original plan but she wound up going like getting picked up by some of her friends to go to this party so Jody and I wound up planning to take the city bus because we took the city bus to school taking the city bus to the train station and then taking the train this is in calgary taking the train uh to down like right downtown i think anderson station no that's maybe a different anyway i can't remember but right downtown so it's probably like 10 at night pitch black i'm like so freaked out but really excited at the same time like we're so bad knowing my mom will murder me if she found out that I was downtown Calgary from like our really quaint nice neighborhood like on the outskirts of the city so we walked from the train station to this house this old house and it, you know like in cities sometimes you see these like heritage houses that are still standing in between like office buildings and stuff it was in this old house so Jody and I walk into this party and I'm expecting to see Jody's sister, like somebody we know. We walk into this party, like into this house and we don't have cell phones or like anything to communicate. We just, Jody knew where it was. We went there. We walk into this house. It's literally <laughs> like a crack house. There are people like adults, older people smoking, whatever they were smoking in the corner over there. There are kids drinking. It like the whole place was like, freaking weed smoke and oh my god so then Jody's like walking through and we had scabbed a bottle of um sourpuss from her parents like liquor cabinet so her and I are sipping this like apple flavored sourpuss <laughs> and uh, we're like 14 years old at this party and they're like I said adults everywhere teenagers too people are going upstairs downstairs strange like it's definitely a party house like black lights and red lights and and I'm thinking to myself like wow this is so cool 
it was really not like some sort of frat party that I'd seen in the movies, but it was definitely different. And uh, we wound up staying for, I think the C trains and the buses stopped at 11 or midnight or something. So we wound up staying for like 45 minutes. And then knowing we had to get back, we kind of like would, we headed back in time to catch the bus and C train. It might've been 1130, but we got home. Everything was fine. We were safe, kind of half pissed. <laughs> on a mickey on a mickey of this freaking sourpuss and uh yeah like my parents never found out never told them i mean mom might watch this episode so <laughs> there's that but holy crap the things that could have gone wrong like as kind of vulnerable half drunk 14 year old girls downtown calgary like that's not a good situation so there's that uh and then there is also because it's christmas time and josh i don't think my brother watches this <laughs> podcast um and watch this be like the one that he watches so one year my sister and I decided to trick my brother but it wasn't a nasty type trick we wrote a letter to him from Santa Claus and we all worked together <laughs> to make this happen so basically I was with Josh we had written this letter and uh Marcella had it I was with Josh downstairs and or kind of like we had like a four level split so we were kind of like the level below the top level there was banging on the front door so somebody was knocking on the door and it was probably like nine o'clock at night and so josh heard it we went to the, uh, answer the door this is i'm just trying to remember exactly how this went because it was a long time ago so my brother would have been probably i would have been 12 Sella would have been 10 so josh would have been oh my god like eight no my god he would have been like six and I could have my ages totally off. <laughs> I'm so bad at remembering like ages uh, that I was or like my family members were. But I think it was Sella ran around the front of the house, knocked on the door, left the note from Santa there on the front porch, ran back around to the back door. So as I was walking to the front door with Josh and mom, then Sella would have come back through the back door. So anyway, we just planned it perfectly. And mom went to open the door. She's like, oh, weird. There's nobody here. Hmm, strange. And then Josh, we go running up to the door like, oh, weird. And then he, of course, sees this letter on the front porch uh, from like mess uh, with his name on the front of it and picks it up and opens it up and reads it's a letter from Santa. But he hasn't put together at all that any of us were missing at any point in time. So he was so little and he was so thrilled by this and talked about it for years after, like year after year. And you know, I still can't figure out how, who brought that letter there. And like, because it was such a, like a vivid memory he had and like a good memory, we just felt bad <laughs> blowing the whistle. Um, because, you know, it's kind of like you cherish those memories and, and like later on as an adult, you, you realize, well, somebody obviously did it, who did it, I don't know. But you never know, there could be like a little part of him that believed, does Santa really exist? <laughs> so we uh, we never told him. He still doesn't know. <laughs> and Josh, if you happen to be watching this, um, it was out of the kindness of our hearts and we hope that we haven't ruined any of your childhood memories. <laughs> Do you ever get that where you just scratch your eye a little bit and then it craves more? It's like you scratch the inside of your eye just to kind of like get that and then it gets itchier and itchier. And before you know it, you're just like, <laughs> happens to me all the time. So I just want to take a quick moment to thank today's video sponsor, podcast sponsor, Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a five-star rated app and has been downloaded over a hundred million times. Of course, as you know, you've heard me say many times, it's my new obsession and it's very difficult to put down. And the more I've been playing, uh, the harder it is to put down and uh, I'm fully addicted. So you're able to collect adorable little characters and use them to help you solve fiendishly fun puzzles. You get to play through an actual storyline where there are good guys, the fiends, and bad guys, the slugs. So the fact that you can collect these little guys and add more and more fiends to your team is super fun because then you can solve more puzzles. And of course, puzzle solving is brain food. It's like a candy bar that's good for you. <laughs> it's a really fun game that's good for your brain. And with thousands of levels and more being added all the time, the fun never ends. You'll pretty much have entertainment until the end of time. So download Best Fiends for free today from the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. 
Thank you so much to Best Fiends for sponsoring the podcast and back to our regular programming. Okay, when you're on a flight, do you call the flight attendants, flight attendants or stewardesses? I've always said flight attendant, but then a stewardess comes up once in a while and I'm like, what's right, what's wrong? Turns out that steward, like a stewardess back in the day used to have to be a certain age, a certain height and look a certain way and be unmarried. So which makes sense because back in the 50s, 40s, 50s, you couldn't be married and be a stewardess because your job was to stay at home and bake and cook and clean and raise the kids, right? So that makes sense. And I didn't realize that that's kind of like the association that stewardess, the name stewardess has. And I just thought that was interesting. So, but it got me thinking. So, and I know that there are definitely airlines today that have a criteria, right? They're not just hiring anybody. Uh, My sister at one point actually applied to, I think it was Air Canada uh, to be a flight attendant. And um, she wound up doing something different, but the criteria, I can't remember if there was specific criteria, but she, she was, that was kind of like something she was interested in doing, um, speaking, I don't know, 15 languages, (laughs) but definitely French and Spanish at the time. Uh, which is very uh, important, especially as an Air Canada attendant that you can speak English and French um, and then add another language in there. That's a bonus. But there's a bit of like a seniority or something like you have to have applied at a certain time, gone through some certain training or something. I don't know exactly how it worked, but and then but anyway, (laughs) so I know certain airlines like um, that I've been on that the flight attendants kind of all look the same. They're kind of slim, attractive. They all have their hair done the same way. They all have like a certain like tie on the neck. And um, so I'm sure it's not like, not just anybody can go and apply to become a flight attendant. I have been on some flights, a lot of uh, Air Canada, Air Transat and WestJet. And I've experienced a lot of different flight attendants. And there are some that have that job that should not have it. They're just bitchy and rude and um i'm telling you it's just really it's interesting so like there should be a criteria and i'm not just saying you got to be pretty and bubbly and like you know what i mean it's that's not what it's really about it's kind of like and i shouldn't say i mean this is pretty rare that it happens that i'm sort of unimpressed by a flight attendant where i'm like how the hell did she get this job and who knows maybe they're getting over like dengue fever or something. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, what's really wrong with having a certain criteria for your flight attendants? Like if you're running a flight company and it's your business and this is kind of like the image you want and you don't just hire anybody. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when you go to a restaurant, okay, and you, your server is kind of just unkempt. They don't really have a good personality. They're just there to make their wage and possibly a tip. And they probably don't make much in the tip realm. If I run a business, like say a restaurant or bar, I would be hiring hotties. bubbly, fun, good looking people that are really just, they want to be there. And I'd make sure that that's the kind of people I was hiring. Cause like I said, I've been to some places that have like everything going for it, except for the people serving you. And you're like, who's hiring these people? Like some really unhappy lady in the back doesn't give a shit. I don't know. Um, but that's what I like. I love going to Rodney's Oyster House. I've been to the one in Calgary and one of them in Vancouver. I think there's one more in Vancouver and one in Toronto. So there's four altogether. And I don't know what it is. Actually I do. <laughs> they for some reason it's the only place i've ever been where there's primarily male servers and they're all attractive they're all good looking they're all very charming they're like and the restaurant is full like packed and i'm telling you probably mostly girls but it's a good strategy it's like oysters are an aphrodisiac chicks like to go and eat raw oysters okay and guys too don't get me wrong but like if you're gonna take a girl out on a date Roddy's Oyster House is the place if you can get to one. Um, but don't be jealous because your girlfriend will be, or your your date will be looking at some of these dudes. Um, but it's just, like I said, it's like going to Hooters. They're not hiring girls that aren't gonna be what they're looking for. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to like say certain things without actually saying them. And I'm sure you're probably getting annoyed. I'm telling you, this is great. Um, I put two cinnamon sticks in. I don't know if that made a difference. <laughs> I put so much like actual ground cinnamon that has a mind of its own. Popeye cigarettes. 
I want to know, are you a morning sex kind of person? <laughs> As I said, with a mouthful of candy. So morning sex, the, the idea is nice. <laughs> right? The sun's beating through. Maybe it's the weekend. You don't have to get up. You roll around in bed all day. But there are certain factors that will determine whether or not morning sex is something that I go for or not. And that is, have I brushed my teeth yet? <laughs> no, probably not if it's morning. Unless I get up, scurry off, brush teeth and come back to bed. Then I'm down. So it's really about breath because I... I love to kiss while making love. I don't want to just do, just like make dry love. <laughs> or at least have the option, right? Depending on the position, you can't always kiss the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, and I think it's kind of, it's almost like a new relationship type thing too, where you're just so passionate about each other that like you're just both laying next to each other. So you look into each other's eyes and boom, you're giving her. But, so I'd say that, I am a morning sex person if I have my teeth brushed. My teeth are brushed, I'm good. I am good to go. So yeah, just thought I'd throw that out there. Let me know if you are or not. What would it take to become a morning sex person if you're not? What is it about morning sex you don't like? Uh, another thing for me is I don't lay in bed. When I wake up in the morning, I check my phone quickly, but I don't lay in bed for more than maybe 10 minutes. Like even that's pushing it maybe. I get up. If I'm up, I'm up. I got to get up. I got to start doing things. I'm not like, I, you know what drives me crazy is people that watch movies in the morning. What is that? I could never do that. Like I know people that will stay in their pajamas and watch movies all day, like start from the morning till night. And I literally like feel a ball like forming in like a lump in my throat. Like I'm ready to barf. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do that. I cannot fathom. Even watching TV in the middle of the day is a little bit of a thing for me. But I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I can watch shows on my phone as I'm doing something else, but never just to sit down and unless I'm eating lunch or something for 10 minutes. Uh, but like I said, I've talked about this before. It's a bit of a problem of mine. So uh, yeah, that's also a factor. I kind of get up and go in the morning too. So if you can catch me in time, after I brush my teeth, then yeah. Now it's time for a segment that I like to call Cat Facts. So Cat Facts is a segment where I go online and find interesting facts about life, the earth, the human body, history, you name it. Today I happen to have a theme and it's not Christmas themed. <laughs> Outer space and the ocean, because these are both things that we're all curious about, to know more about, not necessarily give a shit about, <laughs> but there's cool things to know. Okay, so this is maybe interesting, maybe not. Space is completely silent. Sound waves need a medium to travel through. Since there's no atmosphere in, vacuum, in the vacuum of space, the realm between stars will always be eerily silent. So I didn't know that, that sound waves need a medium to travel through because apparently the atmosphere, I mean, it's around you. So you're telling me if you and I were like 20 feet away from each other in space and I yelled at you, just hypothetically, like let's say that we didn't need space gear and we weren't wearing helmets or anything, you wouldn't hear me? Even though there's sound leaving my mouth, where does it go? I don't know, ma'am. The, the Apollo astronauts' footprints on the moon will probably stay there for at least 100 million years. Apparently there's no like storms or anything that happen on the moon, which makes sense. So yeah, interesting. What are your thoughts on the moon landing? <laughs> um, there's lots of theories about it and I have my own theory and maybe that will be a topic in one of my next podcasts. But for now, we'll just leave that be. Since the moon doesn't have atmosphere, there's no wind or water to erode or wash away the Apollo astronauts mark on the moon. That means their footprints, rover prints, spaceship prints, and discarded materials will stay preserved on the moon for a very long time. They won't stay there forever though. The moon's still a dynamic environment. It's actually being constantly bombarded with micro meteorites, which means the erosion is still happening on the moon just very slowly. Okay, this is cool and I didn't know this. If two pieces of the same type of metal touch in space, they will bond and be permanently stuck together. This amazing effect is called cold welding. It happens because the atoms of the individual pieces of metal have no way of knowing that they are different pieces of metal. So the lumps join together. 
This wouldn't happen on Earth because there is air and water separating the pieces. The effect has a lot of implication of, uh, for spacecraft construction and the future of metal-based construction and vacuums. So you're saying that they're saying that if two pieces of aluminum are floating in space and they touch each other, they will join together. I mean, that definitely sounds like something that would happen in space and only in space, but because there's no atmosphere or anything in between, but that's so weird. I just can't wrap my mind around that. But hey, I mean, it's an interesting fact. This is kind of cool too. Uh, the biggest ocean waves are beneath its surface. Uh, the biggest ocean waves are not ones that you can see from the shoreline. As physical oceanographer Kim Martini told Deep Sea News, the largest waves that occur in the ocean are called internal waves, which take place between two fluids with two different densities. As these internal waves travel for thousands of miles, no less, they can grow to be 650 feet tall. So would you be able to see it? Why is it considered a wave? Yeah, like if you imagine oil and water, for example, and one's moving on top of the other, like really fast, like pushing the other kind of, is that what they mean? There's like this like arc of fluid. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's just what I think. So I knew that it was a large percentage, but I didn't know it was this high. The ocean is home to nearly 95% of all life on earth, not including the aliens, okay? <laughs> With so much going on well below the surface, it's easy to forget that the oceans are teeming with life. In fact, 94% of life is aquatic, according to the USA Science and Engineering Festival. That means those of us who live on land are part of a very, very small minority. 95% of all life on Earth is below the surface of the ocean. 95%. We're living in 5%. There's enough gold on the ocean floor for each of us to have nine pounds of it. So how many people live on earth? 7.5 billion people. So 7.5 times nine pounds. Wait, nine pounds, yeah. So what does that mean? <laughs> Let me pull out my calculator. Nine times 7.5. 67.5 billion pounds of gold. Divide that by two. 33, yep, I never mind my math is gone, but that's a lot. That's a lot of gold. Um, I used to be obsessed with a show called Bearing Sea Gold, where they would take big like vacuums and suck the gold off the floor, like the little nuggets. Sometimes they'd find some good shit. Okay, this I didn't know. Sea ice is drinkable. You can't drink sea water, but you can drink sea ice. However, you don't want to drink fresh sea ice, which still has little pockets of brine trapped in between ice crystals. As ice ages, the brine drains out and the ice becomes fresh enough that according to NSIDC, it can be melted and consumed. So that would make sense. Like more like glacier, glacier ice and like older, older ice. But I don't know. It'd have to be old. Oh, I literally, I'm getting the itch. It's almost like there's a little bit of salt on my fingernail. <laughs> it went into my eyeball. Last fact. There are three million shipwrecks in the ocean. <laughs> three million. How the hell do they know? They don't see them. And I mean, this is maybe just recorded disappearances of ships and stuff. They just assume that they sunk to the bottom of the ocean. From the Titanic to Christopher Columbus's Santa Maria, the oceans are home to around three million shipwrecks, according to the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. Three million, I mean, that's a lot of shipwrecks. But you know what's interesting too is thinking about how permanent losing something in the ocean is. You know where it is. This is a bad example, but say you drop your phone off of a boat. Your phone's drifting down to the bottom. You will never get it back, ever, unless you have diving equipment and the water is shallow enough. It's so, it's just crazy. Like you can't, it doesn't happen anywhere else besides maybe the edge of a canyon, but still it's possible just to kind of like hike to the bottom and get it if you can get there. But the ocean is so risky, like with so many things. It's almost like, how do I put it? There's a submarine full of semen. <laughs> is that what they're called? They're down there. The submarine is broken. It's not working. They're at the bottom. It's not deep enough to crush the submarine, but it's still they're still trapped under there. They can't get out. You know where they are. You can see them on radar. You can talk to them. You can hear them, but you can't get to them. There's no way to retrieve them. In fact, is there like another type of submarine that can go and save people in like a 
broken submarine. You know what I mean? Like with a special like capsule that can go over top of the manhole and then they can open it up and then crewmen can like go out the top. Does that exist? I gotta look that up. Let me just look quickly. So what, what I'm wondering is like to sum it up, if there's a submarine that's like within reason, it's not in the Marianas Trench or something, it's not that deep. It's kind of like 500 feet down there and there's something wrong with the submarine. They can't fix it. They're stuck down there. How do you get them out? Is there a vessel that you could take down there that's designed to, but how often does it happen? Like submarines are typically used in war, right? Like not necessarily like for a tour. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like a cruise ship where it's like, hey guys, I got us tickets to the bottom of the ocean. Woo! The guy's like, yeah. No, <laughs> it's typically military. But I'm just curious if they have a way of retrieving these people. Cause like there have been movies and situations where obviously like, but I, I just know this from like the forties, um, maybe even like 35 to 45, somewhere around there um, during World War II or they're, crew trapped down there and there's nothing you can do you can't open the hatch and they swim out because they'd get crushed never thought about that do you know what else <laughs> um if you guys are really looking forward to kitty twisters i totally forgot about it <laughs> and you know what it's been a long time so we've kind of maxed out with our podcast today but maybe next week i'll have some more some extra jokes for you <laughs> <laughs> um but I don't know who's gonna be crying about there not being any kitty twisters but I know some of you like I said look forward to it also today is day 17 of my 25 days of lingerie that means right now you can go to patreon and see 17 days worth of lingerie trying videos every video I feature a new set of lingerie and I start out pretty much in an outfit and then strip down to my lingerie and uh, it's just so much fun and we have I don't know how many people right now participating, but it's just super fun. And it's a great way to spend your holidays. And maybe now, between now and the 25th, because this runs till the 25th, and then there's gonna be a couple bonus videos after. So Boxing Day and probably the 27th, where you get some bonus content, but um, all the videos disappear on the 31st. You can also purchase some of these videos on OnlyFans as well, and those videos don't disappear. But anyway, down below in the description box, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, is my Linktree uh, link, which has all of my uh, links. So you can find OnlyFans, Patreon, my YouTube channel, link to my podcast on Spotify, blah, 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 you name it, it's there. So there's no confusion. The recipe to Granny's eggnog <laughs> granny's dirt nog uh will be down below also in the description box and feel free to email me any suggestions comments questions uh to kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com and please like this video if you're watching it and subscribe to my channel so you don't miss my future podcasts or any of my future content because I got bikinis going on and I've got some Christmas dresses coming up, which is going to be exciting. And I'm excited. <laughs> I hope you are too. So please subscribe, like, and thank you again to Best Fiends for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you all for watching and hanging out with me. And I'll see you all in my next video. Bye.